Welcome back to another episode of the Field of 68 Best Bets Show presented by Bet Rivers. We are the three-man weave. I'm Kai. I got Matt and Jim flanking me today. Another great college hoop slate. A big college hoop slate. Well, we got like 70 games today on a Thursday. Love it, fellas. I'm excited to talk hoops. I know you are. Jim, takeaways from Wednesday. What did you see? Well, Kai, you know, there's a lot going on yesterday. It's kind of hard to keep up. Uh, it was a slow day. And by that, I mean in terms of tempo. Very slow, yes. very low scoring. Uh, we don't have the exact splits yet, Matt. We will get them later today. I think unders did quite well. Kai, your best bet one, my best bet under one. Should have been four and oh, the sides collapsed, but should have all uh, been undertakers. That's what yeah. we messed up. Undertakers would have been great yesterday, but hey, uh, we'll see if that trend continues. We will be closely monitoring it and we'll update you on our Saturday morning show. See how it does Thursday and Friday. Kai, my takeaway, another macro observation, uh, yeah. this time from a side perspective. Again, like Jim, I uh, short came up short on the data prep for this, but anecdotally, you look at a lot of the results last well, you night. You didn't come up short. We just don't have the data yet. That's, that's right. That's, you need to wait for it to be posted. Our secret uh, data provider, whose name will not reveal on this program, has yet to post. That's okay, though. It's a big slate yesterday. I know they got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes there. But, Kai, what I noticed, a lot of games fell right around the final closing number. Um, I think it was a night where you continue to pinch yourself, and we'll pinch you through the, uh, through the virtual camera here, reminding you that value is king, kids. If you have access to multiple sportsbooks, please be line shopping. Bet Rivers should be your first and foremost Option, as always, our fine Only sponsor. Option. Only option. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know if I like this take. <laughs> you don't like this take? But make sure you're you're shopping, you're waiting, you're trying to time the market correctly. You're looking at, I, I know you don't always have time to do this, but um, that half point, one point, it, it adds up, man. Let me tell you. Uh, my takeaway, a couple interesting big-time game results yesterday. Marquette beating Villanova on the road. Holy cow, that's a yeah. win. And Villanova was up, what, nine points in the second half? Uh, truly inspiring from Chaka Smart there. Kentucky barely getting away from AM. Guys, Kentucky just keeps on reeling us back into, uh, oh, wait, they're not that good. Uh, I don't understand. I, I'm still one way or the other. On Kentucky. I don't think they're like juggernaut like we saw against Tennessee. And then finally, uh, I'd like it noted that Texas AM was like one for 24 from three. Yeah, look at that. And Kentucky barely won. Uh, finally, Rutgers, the rack remains king. They took down Iowa. That game was 48 to 46. A gross game to watch, but that's Rutgers basketball, baby. That's enough of yesterday. Let's get to today. And we're starting with a humdinger. Matthew, it's Purdue, your rival at Indiana, your alma mater. My gut is Purdue smashes Indiana, but I didn't have the guts to lay the hook. It's at uh, minus three and a half in favor of the Boilers at Assembly Hall. Matt, has Matt Painter owned Indiana over the last few years? Uh, that's putting it lightly. Kai. I think Jim has the data. I'll let him share that. Here's all my quick insertion. He can put the, uh, the cherry on top of why I think we all lean Purdue. Although we didn't actually take Purdue behind the scenes. Did we? And here's why the odds makers have their pulse on the market. I believe just where the sentiment, where the winds are blowing and you don't hear anyone in the ethos talking about how this is a great spot for IU and how I use size up front is going to thwart Purdue. Like, everything is about what Purdue did to Illinois and why that's going to translate in this matchup. If Zach Eady can dominate Kofi Coburn, he can certainly dominate Trace Jackson Davis, especially, Jim, a banged-up TJD that I think it's going to be a key thing to watch. We don't really know a lot about the injury situation. Um, he said he's going to be fine. It could be nothing. But getting TJD anything less than 100% against this front line is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I kind of think you, you almost have to put Race Thompson on the Eady slash Williams combo at, at first and, and kind of hope that, 
TJD isn't getting foul trouble. Uh, you're going to get some Michael Durr minutes today, Matthew. He's I like Durr. He's been solid. Yeah, yeah, he's big. He's been under. Body. He has five fouls. I'll tell you that much. That's right. Arms. But, man, uh, I actually saw, um, I believe it was KG, uh, one of the guys we follow. Uh, Matt, I think he was an IU boy with you. He's, his, his name is slipping my mind. Uh, but he's saying how Purdue is very bad in pick and roll. You get ED in space, pick and roll defense, to be specific. You get ED in space, you can really start to exploit that defense. I use terrible in pick and roll. That is not their offense. They don't have pick and roll guards that make great reads. Uh, that is a problem for them. They're not going to be able to exploit that. And yeah, Painter is seven, two and one against the spread against Indiana in the last 10. And they've won, I think nine straight, straight up Kai. I, my, my number sort of lean to Indiana here, giving uh, quite a bit for home in a yeah. close game, big 10, the way we did with Rutgers last night, but I can't get there. I just think the matchup's not good for Indiana and, and Purdue yeah. is is the better team right now. Yeah. You think Purdue should have some combo forwards to put up a fight against TJD. I was actually curious how Jackson Davis fared against uh, Purdue last season. Purdue won by 12 and nine points, different Indiana team, obviously, but TJD averaged 18 and a half points per game. He wasn't that bad. He, he was kind of poor in one game. He, he dominated in the second game. <clears throat> Maybe there's that, that's some indication he's he won't be too intimidated by Purdue's front line. Maybe Assembly Hall brings the juice here, but for me, I think it's Purdue or nothing. And like I said, I was too scared to lay the three and a half. So, uh, I'll, hey, quick. I'll agree with Renzel Burroughs in the chat pointing out we've made fun of Indiana on the road against the spread. Yeah, I don't think they've good. covered in like nine games, but they're they're good against the spread at home. That is a valid point. Great home court. Hey, one more note here. Sorry, let's let's belabor this matchup all the way through. Um, Zach, it's the biggest, biggest game on the on the slate. It is the biggest game on the slate. Yeah, let's hit it hard. Let's get let's get all the angles here. He has only played twenty consecutive minutes or twenty minutes in two consecutive games once, I believe, in his career, and that is just last week. Twenty plus minutes against Nebraska, Illinois. Now in a quick turnaround, Kai. Maybe some fatigue for the big fella. Maybe you only yeah. see him go 15, 20. I know his conditions improved. Just something to watch. Okay. He just kind of walks up and down the floor. It's not doing. Yeah, well, not no. He, I, I think that's why he's so good. Is he's like deceptively. It's like Dickinson. He just limbers down there, and then he posts up, and he turns and shoots it over his shoulder. Whatever. Uh, all right. Next game. Speaking of home court, that's usually good. Uh, USC at Colorado. This line feels short to me, Jim. Uh, I'll start with that. Colorado is not the same team this season, nor is their home court advantage as high as it normally is, but. I guess USC has been pretty mortal as of late losses to Stanford and Oregon. What do you think of this spread? I think it's, I think it's minus two right now in favor of the Trojans on the road. I'm actually leaning Colorado here, Kai. Uh, They've been a lot better lately. They've been a lot better lately. They've won like seven of their past eight. Um, They, they competed. They won. I mean, they blew out Arizona state competed with Arizona for a little while and then kind of got away from them. But I think the altitude does matter. And I compare this a little bit to the USC Stanford matchup where we, we can talk about the two front lines negating each other a little bit. Um, and honestly, uh, Colorado might have the better deeper front line. Matt, with the way your boy, Tristan De Silva has emerged. Yeah, he's been playing well. Batty and Walker have been really good. Walker's going to find that three-point shot at some point. He shot like 47% last year, and I think he's 24% this year. That's not great. Um, but I, I just think that's a tough travel for USC. They're two and four straight up on this, this road game since Colorado joined the pack 12. Um, I am leaning towards the yep. Buffaloes, but I, I'm not going to play it unless it gets to three Matthias. Yeah. I think that historical precedent Jim's relevant. I just, just last season, uh, the buff swept them and murdered them at home. Now this is a much worse CU team, but yeah. one that's improving 
And there's something to the boil ball brand that seems to be a good impediment to what USC's strength is size, physicality up front. Uh, so I guess I have to respect the matchup angle. I'm going to also respect the altitude home court Kai. Uh, but I do think that this is a cheap, cheap price to get USC against a Colorado team that while I know is improving, still not sold. Um, so I don't know if you're, if you think USC goes altitude and they're locked in, they're loaded. I think they get this one. Yeah. The, uh, the Stanford game's a pretty good comp here. Like Jim was talking about a, a little bit ago, Colorado is the best defensive rebounding team in the PAC 12. And they're about the same size as Colorado and us or excuse me, USC and Stanford. And we saw USC struggle with the trees trees. Um, so maybe uh, it is a good uh, point in favor of Colorado there. Maybe they get them at altitude. We'll see. USC is not as invincible this year as they were seemingly last season. Next game, sticking in the Pac-12, UCLA at Utah. And Matt, like Colorado, Utah, way down this year. And a lot of that is Brandon Carlson being out of the lineup. I think he's still out. But Jaime Hawkins. He's officially out. Just just officially out. Just got reported. Jaime Hawkins, I think, missed last game for UCLA. And I think that's why this game is sitting under 10 right now. Do you see any advantage here either way on the side or total? Um, if that's, I don't think the odds makers are factoring in Hawkes's presence here. I, I personally he, he think was, the spread's he was back at practice, by the way, he, was back. I think he, he should play expected to play. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, think I think he's a great player. Guys, honestly. I, yeah. I think it should be closer to a touchdown personally. Kai, um, I'm, I'm kind of the other way here. I think wow. Craig Smith at home. Utah. I know is I, I know his brutal, they've, they've not been good. And Carlson is probably worth, I mean, he's worth his weight in gold. They don't really have. They don't really have a, a good replacement up front. Now, I know Dusan Mahorik has returned recently. He's played okay, but I think Carlson's just a categorically better rim protector. Um, and against the size that UCLA has up front, you got to be able to protect the rim. You got to be able to, to guard those drivers, those slashers, those wing shot makers. Um, I do feel like this is a, whoa, Utah's up five and a half against UCLA. What? Without Carlson? Just a vintage you've slept on, Craig Smith. You've written them off as a dumpster fire throwaway season and then what do you lo and behold they're they're in the game so that's just a gut feeling i think utah competes i, I wanted to bet utah here but i just i don't love the number and i don't love them without carlson to be honest um okay i feel like in the past we've backed utah home dog against ucla and yeah. we've been yelled at by the chat i think oh, in, sure. in, yeah. um, and it was frustrating because you're watching timmy allen like fire up 18 footers and it, I, it's not entirely going well I just can't quite get there with the number here. If it was double digits, maybe I would consider it. But without Carlson, man, he's such a key cog for them. I don't think Mahorchich quite makes up for his absence, even though it is kind of like a position for a position plug. Um, with Hakez back in the lineup, we're starting to see UCLA play a little better. At, I mean, the, the, the game after the Oregon one night, they were very solid against Oregon State without Hakez. So they've got the depth, even if he's a little banged up. Um, staying away from this one. But you still I, did I, win I'll, last I'll year. I'll probably be on Colorado on the second leg when they're taking on UCLA. Yeah, yeah I was going to say last year, Jim, they beat uh, Utah handily leg one, then lost by nine the next night or the two nights later at Colorado. So the mountain uh, trip two layers always tough. A couple trends for you, Matt. Uh, Utah won six and one against the spread in conference games this year, four, four and one against the spread at home. So better at home, but still not, not great. I, their defense is terrible, especially inside without Carlson. I think that's a real problem. I think it, it's going to be a double-digit win for the old Bruins, unfortunately. I like Craig Smith. I do. Next yeah, game, don't disrespect him. Put some respect on his name. A third Put some straight respect on his name. matchup in the Pac-12. We're going Arizona at Stanford. What a trend here. We got like three of the best Pac-12 teams against teams that are just kind of gross this season. 
Uh, Matt, the line's high, but deservedly so. Stanford has shown life, but I still don't think they're a great team, and Arizona clearly has been incredible this year. Do you think they run rough shot over the tree? I kind of think the tree have a thorn in the side ability here to maybe for Arizona to some degree. Um, I say that so cautiously because I think Arizona is largely immune to a lot of the Pac-12 road minefields that we see pop up. And I think this year you're going to see those start to play out. Um, Stanford has great positional size, Jim. Like they basically start 6'8 through 6'11 from 2 through 5. And then you have O'Connell sort of the outlier at point guard at 6'2". Um, so I think that can give them an edge on offense where that's, if you're looking for weakness in zonas, it's, it's probably on the wing. Um, but that's a nitpick because I think their bread and butter though is up front. And that's where Stanford is on the wing. If there's a weakness, I think that's probably where their weakest. They're all American? besides, besides Mather. And I mean, I think they're a little bit weak at that spot. Oh, I mean, they're, I they're bread and butter's up front. Yeah, he's fine. But I think up front's where they, they make their hay. And that's where I think Stanford struggles. Kai, they have length, they have size, but it's not like that brute interior enforcing size up front. So while you look at like the average height metric on Kempom that has Stanford as the fourth biggest team, I think they're missing that key interior fulcrum that you need to, to guard Coloco and uh, Azubatis. So I disagree with Matt pretty, pretty strongly. I think Arizona is really strong on the perimeter. I think Matherin is an All-American. He's on the wing. I think Dale and Terry and, and Kreisa have size, and, and Kreisa is a great shooter. Terry's a terrific playmaker on the wing. Kreisa really is involved. playing today, by the way. We should mention that. He is officially yeah, he, confirmed he, playing. I think he played last game, right? <clears throat> No, he missed. He had like that stupid like I thought he only warm up. Uh, that stupid like he was like horsing around. Either way, he's playing today. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I this line's just too high for me. I'm like the biggest Arizona backer and, and bandwagon rider here, Kai. But it's gotten way up there. I, I can't yeah. back the, the Wildcats at eleven and a half on the road. And I, Stanford, the only thing that that concerns me matchup wise that Stanford does not turn people over defensively. And I think that's the weakness that we've seen with Arizona in, in conference, even at home, they've coughed the ball up a bunch, like 20 plus times against Washington, a ton in the first half against Colorado. So I'm not quite on board with Stanford, even though I think the number's high, it's just kind of a, another PAC 12 stay away from me. Yeah. Uh, Stanford has the size, right. To compete. They did it against USC. We mentioned that, um, but I think Arizona Washington state be- as well. We should also mention that one. Yeah, but they're not. Arizona is Arizona. They have way more. I, I agree. Game. I agree. And I think Arizona's wings and guards are way better. Categorically way better. Categorically better than Stanford. I mean, even Ingram Mathurin is better than Ingram. Uh, and coaching matchup guys, Tommy Lloyd, Jared Hass. Who do you got? I think it's just it's not even close. Um, I'm winning the Arizona. I know the spread's high, so I'd not play it. Chat mob round one. Jim Root. We oh, we got plenty, baby. Pat Taylor came in hot right off the uh, right off the bat with a couple questions before we started. Uh, Matt, going to you first here in the Sun Belt. South Alabama on the road at Louisiana. Two very transfer-heavy rosters that we liked in the preseason. Anything for you in this game? Um, no, you know I always want to bet Louisiana. My Cajuns are my darling. I, I think the key thing here is is Theo Akuba back. You just don't really know who's going to play at this point for the Cajuns. Their roster has been a whack-a-mole thing all season. I think he's key, bringing defensive player of the year. Did not play last game. If he returned, I'd like to bet the Cajuns against a still slightly shorthanded Jaguar team, but uh, without knowing his presence, Kai, I can't do it. Uh, we've got two others from Pat that are actually going to show up in best bets. Kai, do we want to reveal anything now, or do we want to holster no. them? I'm going to leave it up to you. Put in the holster. Okay, so Louisiana Monroe. Coming in best bets, Monmouth Fairfield coming in best bets. Those will be answered. Just going to have to wait, unfortunately. All right, Kai, from Matt Adams, South Dakota State heading to St. Thomas, a sky-high total. 
two teams that can score the crap out of the ball can shoot the crap out of the ball from the perimeter. Do we see the shootout that everybody probably wants out of this one? I bet we see a shootout for sure, Jim. Minus eight, it's down to in favor of South Dakota State. Boy, my number says Jack Bunnies, but St. Thomas has burned me so many times because they can hit 18 threes in a game. Um, they're, they're that good of shooters. So I'm staying far away. Yep, that's kind of the way I feel. Uh, it's a little comparable to the South Dakota State at Idaho game where it was an inferior team that can just bomb threes and they give up almost 100 against Idaho. So, so that's concerning. Kai, you're right. It has come down to eight. I think it was a little higher this morning. Maybe there's a potential injury surprise there uh, for the Jack Bunny. I would keep your eyes peeled on that one. D- Douglas Wilson missed one, then came back. He could may- maybe miss he's a game. He's got chronic old man back issues. So, yeah, he's he, always a question. He could mark. score 40 in this game. There's no He also could score 40. <laughs> defense for, for St. Thomas. Uh, Matt, Matt Akers specifically asked you about Idaho State at Weber As State heading on the road after they just played at Idaho State and Weber State covered on the road. Do you lean towards the dog in this one in the back-to-back? Yeah, you have to. Uh, we've made fun of Weber State's lack of home crowd presence. Uh, so we've talked about how their players have called out their home crowd. I know they're at altitude, and the home courts out west are usually pretty strong, but um, does not justify the spread, what, bumping all the way to 17 now, two touchdowns and a field goal? Yeah, I definitely like Idaho State. The Bengals on the road kind of get it done. Yeah. Cover, not win. Cover, Comparable not to win. the Eastern Illinois at Murray State game. This is the exact same situation where Murray State covered on the road. Now they're back home as an even bigger favorite. And I just kind of think they sleepwalk through it. Um, yeah. Butler UConn as well as the other one today. I think that's like that. Oh, yeah. Actually, flip, 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 yeah. but no thank you on Butler. Yep. Uh, Matt, you've loved UNCG a lot this year. They're now hosting Chattanooga, potentially down David Jean the Baptiste. Do you, do you like the, uh, the home, home dog Spartans? No, I don't. Price is too cheap. Um, I guess I'd like to back the home dog Spartans if the if I was catching closer like five or six, but closer to a field goal. No, I can't. I respect Chattanooga too much, even without the Baptist in there. Too big up front, and Malachi Smith has carried the torch just fine without the Baptist. Even though they had that one stinker that gets Western Carolina, that never happened. I'm just like blanking that out of my mind. Complete. Yeah, that was that was like the game where I, maybe we were surprised that John the Baptist was out. So uh, like a guy did DM yeah, shocked the system thinking, saying yeah. that he liked the under, thinking it's probably not going to hit sixty possessions, and I, I love kind of buy that. Love the under without mm, without DJB too. Uh, it's it's come down a little bit. I think it's down to one twenty two. But so uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, a frequently asked about game is Boise State, Utah State, and it's on the outline. So folks, we're going to get to this after chat mob section one. We do have thoughts on Boise and Utah we State. Do. Uh, leg show Kai asked about Elon and Drexel. Elon hit yeah. a ton of threes at home last game. There's roster questions on both sides. This one's kind of a tough one to figure out. Yeah, I actually kind of lean towards Elon. I, I know the chat seems to like Drexel here. James Butler, I don't think is back yet for Drexel. If he's back, I'm staying away. If he's out again, I'm winning Elon. I'm surprised Drexel's done well with him out of lineup. He's important uh, to that team and, and Lamar Odin as well. Uh, yep. They're more shorthanded. I'm not as worried about Elon uh, Butler being out. They, they've played so many games without him. I, I really don't factor him in anymore. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm leaning towards the Phoenix. I love Gillen's Butler. I think he should matter. But yeah, he hasn't been able to play a ton. Uh, Matthew from Harry R. Georgetown at Providence. This is the early-ish tip today. I believe it is 5 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Um, what, what do you got on this one? I uh, love the under. Didn't we just see an under? Um, happened in this exact same spot two nights ago, like one of these awkward 4 p.m. power conference games, blanking on which who it was. But regardless, I like the under just from a matchup in a vacuum perspective. I like even more with the early tip awkwardness. I love Georgetown side at the opener, but it's been hammered down 
they're getting yeah. everyone back today uh, from 13 and a half down to 10 and a half at most shops. Yeah. Donald Carey returns. Ewing sounds sort of excited. They're getting all their guys back. So woohoo, we're going to go into Providence and cover 13, I guess, is their, uh, their mindset. Double this is very lot for yeah. Providence, Georgetown. Yeah, Providence is not a great favorite. Georgetown. And though. totally. Providence has been bad. Uh, Kai, another one that's been hammered down. Harry Arbet or, or asked about this. Charleston heading to Towson. This was around nine in the opener. I think it's below seven now. I, I, last I saw pre-show was six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. Yeah. People all over the Cougars potentially still know Terry Nolan for Towson, but man, they're top one hundred at Ken Palm right now. Like the, the Tigers yeah. have rolled this season, and they look good. I, I watched them too. I, I assumed it was all smoke and mirrors. No, they're they're really legit. They're a good team. Terry Nolan out of lineup though is huge. Um, I, and I was part of the Charleston bandwagon that, that got it at a, at a better number. Six and a half is a, is a little bit too, too short for me. So I, I'd stay away at that number. Yeah. All right, let's do two more. And then we will get back to the outline, Matt, you actually, you're both getting a question from the OVC. First of all, but, Matt, you have talked about how you think Tennessee tech is the fourth best team in that league. They're hosting SIUE, who is arguably the other contender for that spot, the, the fourth best team. Uh, do you have a side lean in this game? I do lean Tennessee Tech. I'm still trying to figure out what SIU Edwardsville is. I kind of like that roster. They had some big moments in non-con, like almost beating Creighton. So I kind of have like that version still in the back of my mind, and I'm worrying that I'm disrespecting them with my current number. Uh, so I stayed away here. I just OVC's tough, man. It, it's it's very much a crapshoot when you get outside that top three. Yep, agreed. Uh, Kai, the other one, uh, so I didn't write. Oh, the Paris asked about if we should be auto betting SEMO overs. It is 157 yes. and a half right now. Kind of feels like yes, correct? Yeah, and against Tennessee State, they're like, sure, I'll do whatever you want to do. That's the type of team Tennessee State is. Um, so, yes, I would probably lean that way. Yeah, Tennessee State is a is a pace taker, as Matt calls it. Pace they will play it. at the, the fast speed if you want, and CMO's defense is just turnstiles like that, layup line after layup line. So, all right, that's it for first section of chat. Ryan A, Matt A, because we got more questions to come for sure. But let's get to the big one, Matt, that multiple people asked about. Actually, Kai, your host. <laughs> Boise State at Utah State. Uh, I believe this spread is just one right now in favor of the Aggies. Boise's been a freight train lately, Matthew. They haven't lost since November 30th, looking sharp. Apparently getting that, that the cancer out of the locker room helped a little bit. Utah State's lost three in a row. They're one and four in the Mountain West. They desperately miss Brock Miller, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be getting Idle Rock back today in the lineup. What do you think? Man, I watched that Boise Air Force game very closely, and I think came away thinking, man, Air Force is a, is a tough cockroach to kill. But hey, Boise is really good, man. And they got a lot of pieces. They can beat you in different ways. It's just a tough spot here. They played Saturday. They played Tuesday. Now they go to altitude, and they have San Diego State on deck, Jim, this Saturday. It feels like an ultimate sandwich spot. My gut feels like Boise is a better team with how banged up Utah State is right now. But with Idle Rock coming back tonight, you got to think that probably plays well for the Aggies. Yeah, and they got a really good Bearstow game uh, at at Fresno State. Like I've been kind of yeah. down on Bearstow, but he he looked really good. Uh, Ryland Jones gets banged up every single game. I think he's going to be fine, uh, but yeah, he should be out there. Uh, <laughs> Bean and Horvath. I like that they can invert the floor, bring Armush away from the rim. That's going to be big, I think, for Utah State. I, I like the Aggies here, both the spot and I think the number is is kind of right with Idle Rock back in the in the lineup. So definitely leaning towards Utah State at home. Uh, Boise State was solid against Air Force, but didn't get away from them. And they probably could have multiple times. Jim, if you could choose one college basketball player to carry the one ring to Mordor, 
for me, it would be Rylan Jones. I mean, guy just, just cannot he's, be. He's easy. Frodo. He's very yes. much Frodo. I, I buy uh, that. He's and Stephen Ashworth tough. is his Sam. That's yes. Rolling with him. <laughs> Love this comparison. Uh, yeah, this spot screams Utah State bounce back. They're well coached. They got Justin Bean. Um, obviously, Boise's huge, athletic. Acott's been nuts shooting the ball, like step backs, doing whatever he wants from outside. Maybe that 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 changes here at Utah State, who's in desperate need of another win. Next game on the outline is one we're all very excited for, guys, because it's San Francisco heading to Gonzaga. Jim, my God, 17-point spread. San Francisco's a top 40 team, I think, in Kempom still. That's a lot of points. Is that crazy, or do we think Gonzaga is that good? They've been that good since their little COVID pause. They, they basically got out of them. Like, you know what? It sucked being trapped in our rooms. Let's go score 120 points every game. <laughs> and they've played like 90 possession games. They just go on everything, Matt. Every defensive rebound, every block shot, every steal, even makes. They just get it up the court. They're so finely tuned with that secondary break. And you see it with Arizona, too. The, the top two teams in the country in average possession length. Like, they just go. There's a, a cinder block on the gas pedal for them. It's going to be tough to deal with for, for San Francisco. It's a really good Don's roster, Matt. And it does feel a little bit high because Todd Golden usually has some pretty clever plans, solid game plans for these, for these Zags. And this isn't last year's Gonzaga team. They're not invincible. I, I think this number is a tad high. Yeah. I just look back to 2020 Jim, when the Don's actually had like a legit big guy in Jimbo Lowell. Um, they covered all three games against the Zags in that that season they believe they gave them they're up nine i think early second half when they went to the kennel uh last season though just the complete dearth of interior muscle was the killer and now they have that with the squirrel and actually a more mobile version of jimbo lowell just a better version uh they've added some guys with uh to pay we don't love him but at least he's a body up front that can bang a little bit you're gonna need either rack of fouls against the zags front line kind of with you i know the pace is going to be insane and we should look at 17 more like you know, 13 with how fast it's going to be played just because of the, just the pinball nature of this game. But yeah, I lead Don's pretty hard here, man. I think they stay inside the number. Yeah. They finally have a front court, which they didn't have last year. That can combat Timmy a little bit, right? The squirrel top a, I think Holmgren probably beats them both because he can go out the perimeter. And, and I love the Bouye versus Nimhard matchup. That's going to be fun. But yeah, even though golden's going to have a good game plan here, he's an excellent game planner. You know, he's going to try to slam on the brakes. I'm not sure he can do it. And the Dons, we mentioned on our podcast, they're 5-12 and 12 against the spread this year. Very strange. They started so high in analytics that they really only had one way to go, and that was down. I do think 17 is a touch high, though. I'd probably lean the Dons at that number. We're staying in the same conference, WCC. Ooh. Santa Clara at St. Mary's. And, Matt, this one feels a little high, too, honestly. Uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game, we assume. Santa Clara's big, experienced. Vrankic might be the best player on the floor. Who do you lean in this game? I love the Gales. So the fact that I'm leaning towards Santa Clara um, makes me feel like this number is, in fact, too high. I'm hoping it creeps up to nine at some point. You're right. Santa Clara's got plenty of size. They're a legit team. They had that kind of mini lull after the really hot start. I think they're kind of trending back to what we thought, or at least what we initially saw to start the year. Just feels like a rock fight type of game. And St. Mary's getting up double digits is going to be a mountain to climb. I think it's going to be a short ask. So, yeah, I would lean Clara. Um, I didn't officially bet it though, just because I have St. Mary's rated in the moon. Uh, I would, I would like to note that Santa Clara was a nine point favorite or excuse me, a nine point dog at St. Mary's last year. And they won outright. And, you know, this is a slightly better St. Mary's team, but it's the same players. Like it's, it's all the it same really, guys. Yeah, it is same dudes. 
and I think this is a better Santa Clara team. So I, I do think this is too high. There's basically no travel. Uh, I doubt the crowd will be that big. I, I don't know if they have full California restrictions. I know Santa Clara has restrictions, but perhaps mm-hmm. not St. Mary's. <clears throat> Uh, I just think it's it's a high number for an experienced team that can compete in the paint and, and executes offensively. They're not going to get sloppy and and be garbage out there. So um, yeah. last two trends, Kai, Herb Sendex covered four in a row against St. Mary's, but the Gales are five and two as a big home favorite this year. So perhaps that is the other direction. Yeah, St. Mary's D is incredible, um, but Santa Clara can shoot, and that's kind of the equalizer, I suppose, against Mary's defense. Pipes has been good. Williams has been good. In addition to Rankage, who I mentioned – I think St. Mary's scores fun to bet on a guy named Pipes. Yeah, I like Pipe. PJ Pipes. PJ. Um, yeah, I lean towards Santa Clara. Just feels a little bit high. Uh, last game in the rundown for another chat mob round. Belmont at Moorhead State. This one's interesting, guys, because Moorhead State, Jim, won twice last year against Belmont. They beat them by 15 in the OVC tournament. They lost by 15 in the regular season, and they beat them in overtime at home, and they're quietly 4-0 in the OVC. Mm-hmm. but they've played EIUP, UT Martin, and Tennessee State. Who do you like in this game? This is now minus four and a half to Belmont. Spreads come down a little bit. Yeah, I'd sort of lean towards Belmont because of that angle. Um, they're, they're, I guarantee they've been sitting on that Moorhead loss for months now. And in spots where Belmont, this particular Belmont team, Matt, has been in revenge angry mode, they've covered like automatically. They did it to Samford earlier this season. Last year, after they had lost to SIUE in 1920, they beat SIUE by 50. Uh, it, it was just like a, a total shellacking. I think when they have revenge on the mind and they're highly motivated, they're really, really tough to stop. And this Moorhead team isn't fully together yet around Broom. Broom is great, but I don't think they've figured out everything around him. So uh, I kind of like the over. I think Belmont speeds it up. And I also lean towards Belmont, which I know you don't. So sorry. Yeah, I like Moorhead here. I think there's just a real matchup. Achilles heel, a kryptonite type of DNA that they have just starting up front with, with broom with the way he dominated Muzinski, who, by the way, has not been that great recently. I believe he's reportedly banged up. You look at the last few results from Belmont. I think they're starting to kind of level off. They're not saying they're regressing. I just think they're no longer the rocket ship. And now you can feel safe that, you know, when when I'm pricing Belmont into my numbers here, I think I have a good rating on them. Jim, I'm looking at guys like Jalen Hall from Wright State. Scattered power, the other right state transfer. I like the sporting cast here at Moorhead. I know they have these stuck in the mud moments in offense, but I still like the sporting cast. I think they make this a grind out halt. It's a hype home spot, kind of nationally televised game in Moorhead there. Mm. So mm. I do have the Eagles. I'm holding a plus five and a half ticket. I don't, I would not endorse it unless you can get five. So if you want, if you really want to buy into the whole Moorhead hype, buy the hook to five. I'll, I'll be clear. I like Moorhead's roster a lot too. And I think against the rest of the OVC, they're going to clean up. But I just, I think. Angry yeah, Belmont, Belmont scares me. Belmont yep. scary. It's fair. Yep. Angry Belmont scary. I'm staying away. Uh, chat mob round two, Jim. Before our best bets, what do we got? All right. Two two questions from Ryan Abramowitz. Kai, we'll start with you. Arkansas State's been a bit of a darling for you. They're hosting UT Arlington. I have not been able to find if David Azor is back for Arlington. He's obviously crucial, averaging like 25 a game in conference play. Yeah. So slightly into the Red Wolves, but I just uh, can't touch him until you know, right? Yeah, I need to know if Azor is in or out. Um, if he's out, I, I'm probably going to take the under in this game. But Arkansas State's awesome. I've been betting him all season. Unfortunately, minus five. The market caught up, Matt. Can't do it. Yeah. Fun to watch Arlington play because Ko Darichi, Ahiundu, however, Ko, as we call him, is Ko, just yeah. so freaking long. It's like I want to see an NBA team. Wingspan. I want to see an NBA team take a flyer on him. I assume he'll probably get picked up just because he's just a freakish 
physical specimen. Yeah, he's to, nuts. Like you have to be able to turn him into something. The, the physical, yeah. Right. All right, uh, Matt. From, also from Ryan, South Dakota at Western Illinois. The Leathernecks were a juggernaut early in the year, but they're not as strong lately. What do you think here? Uh, I do lean their way. I, I think that South Dakota has trouble defending dribble drives, and that's where Western Illinois can can burn you at times. They can also kill you from three. They have found their level. They were a little bit, I think, inflated to start. Hot shooting. They were, I think, shooting over 40% as a team. They are a good shooting team, but they were not like the mid-40s we saw early on, hence the recent regression. I think five, though, is a cheap price. I would lean W-I-U. Yeah, it's come down some, I think. All right. We are we are fully enforcing uh, quick mode here, rapid fire, right. because we I'm have a ton left. Kai, Matt Akers, slew at UMass. We got I'm looking at the spread, Jim. Minus three in favor of SLU. Yikes. Um, I'm staying away. I lean SLU, but UMass has to win one of these days. Yeah, right? CJ Kelly's back. I kind of think SLU owns UMass, so I lean towards the Bills. Like Matthew, Grand Canyon at Stephen F. Austin. A ton of movement on side and total here. SFA is taking a ton of money. The over is taking a ton of money. Do you agree with either movement? Yeah, I was excited to endorse SFA to the masses, but now they're a favorite, and they certainly have some blemishes. Uh, roster question marks and Grand Canyon continues to surprise me. Bryster is awesome. So do not fade Grand Canyon, even though I did. Don't do it. Uh, Kai Bowling Green team. It's been a little tough for us to figure out. They're hosting Akron today. We don't know about Joe Reese or Caden Matheny. The story, I read the story about the game and they just, they're just like, Hey, they were out. Thank, thanks for that info. I knew that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anything for you yeah. here? Three point spread, Jim. It's a great bounce back or, or a great spot, I think, for Bowling Green. They, they won last game, but I'm not a huge believer in this Akron team. However, Bowling Green's a very frustrating team to bet on, and I wouldn't touch him without Joe Reese. I assume he is still out. I like the over without Joe Reese. He means a lot for their defense. I agree. Uh, Matthew, Tulsa headed to Cincinnati. Taylor Bergfeld said he's going to be in the house, I think, covering it even. So uh, oh, he's awesome. getting up close and personal look at these two teams. Do you have a, a preview for him? No, I don't. Line's about right. Uh, Cincinnati's going to solve the zone. We've seen them go bonkers from three, but they're not like a traditionally good shooting team. I think they score more with manufacturing points, attacking the rim. Uh, not always a great way to do it against Tulsa with that zone. Victor Lockin is a game time decision. I think he actually matters. He's been really good this year. So, um, has he really? Wow, I missed that. He had a couple games, Matt, where he was like the most dominant player on the floor. It was crazy. Uh, Kai, Joe Gunderson asking about Fullerton at Irvine out in the Big West. A couple of Cali teams. Anything for you here? No, Jim, I got nothing. The Big West in general is just a league that I'm in on right now. Matt likes them too, but it's a very topsy-turvy league right now. Irvine's struggling. Barbara's struggling. I'm more so kind of a wait and see on this league till I, till I get a better picture. Heavy COVID-influenced league, Kai. I, I, I think that, that kind of lends itself to the yeah. yeah, COVID-influenced league, Kai. That's why it's weird. Second game back for Dawson Baker for Irvine. They're back from the Island. I actually kind of think they trend up. They've had a full week coming back from the Island, which helps. So I'm leaning towards Irvine, even though I do like I Fullerton too. a lot. Uh, Matt rematch in the horizon. Oakland headed to Milwaukee. This question from Tim Kafer. Oakland murdered Milwaukee at Oakland. Do they do it again today? Uh, gut says, yes. I looked at the Milwaukee Oakland spread and I think the green Bay, who are they playing? There's two like really big spreads that I'm like, ah, that's too big, but I don't trust the dog. And I certainly don't trust Milwaukee at all. So not playing it. Yep. Uh, Kai Corp and Leg Show both asked about Marshall at Florida International. Leg Show specifically is like, I thought Marshall was broken and now they're a road favorite at FIU. Is that crazy? <clears throat> what do you think? No, I, I do think Marshall's in total disarray. I don't think you can back them. 
but FIE has been brutal too. What he, they had something in the thirties, their last game. Yeah. 39 against Middle Tennessee. Neither team is one I'm excited to back. So I, I would stay away. I actually, for some reason, looked at the historical trends in this before the show and Marshall has won 11 of the 12 meetings between the two and covered nine of them. So I actually think Dan D'Antoni has a, a pretty good read on this matchup. Under. Lean towards Marshall. That's my ad there. Under. Interesting. I like over. So how dare you? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, also in the CSA, Matt, Old Dominion at Rice from Corp. You've been a, a, a Rice backer. Are they? Are you Are you all over Rice again? Uh, no, this one's a little too rich. I actually kind of like ODU. Um, I, I think they can score. And Rice's defense can be a little bit soft at times. I know they're awesome offensively, but the defense is not reliable. I would lean ODU on the road. Uh, Kai, Montana is headed to Portland State. Portland State just lost at Southern Utah. Montana's been off for a little while. I do like this Montana squad, though, and it's a little bit of a shorter spread on the road. Yeah, I like Montana, too, and I think Portland State's playing a little bit out of its element right now. We love their coach. He's the guy that basically doesn't turn on his heat or his air conditioning in, in winter or summer. Hilarious. Doesn't need breakfast because he wants to come to work hungry. Um, I lean towards Montana, minus three and a half. I think they get this one done. Yep. Uh, oh, we already hit Grand Canyon SFA. I got games listed twice in here. That's good. Ooh, that uh, two for two for from Ray Paez. App State at Georgia State. I'll feel this one, boys, because I like Georgia State a lot. This is a big line in the sand game for them. I talked about it on Beeson last night with Tim Murray. Uh, they should play. This should be a great spot for them. They are closer to healthy. Appalachian State's coming off two wars with Coastal Carolina. Georgia State was the preseason favorite, and they have a bunch of experience. And so semis back inside. I think it's it's a Georgia State runaway, but the line's gotten above five, which makes me a little yeah, up less to six right now. Overs yeah. also gotten hammered as well, which I think makes a ton of sense. Both these teams want to get up and down and app stay with not a lot of resistance up front. Yeah, I think there's some shooting regression coming for Georgia State. They got to start hitting more shots. Um, Kai, back to the to the CAA, UNC Wilmington and George 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 Madison, James Madison. George uh, Madison. <laughs> we liked James Madison, but they are missing a couple of role players. And Wilmington yeah. is kind of on a rocket ship right now since they changed their offense and came back from COVID pause. Yeah, Wilmington's awesome. Uh, I, I'm not really keen on stepping in front of them right now. Um, five and a half, though, is pretty short. And um, I, I do lean towards James Madison. Alonzo Sule, Jim, one of the role players you're talking about, he's been important for their defense. They've been getting basically turnstile uh, defense without him in the lineup. Yep. Um, I have been not able to track the chat for the last like five minutes because I've been dishing out these questions. So if I missed a couple, I apologize, but there's still more uh, from two from Pete K New Mexico state at Sam Houston, Matthias going to you here, the, the favorites in the league, Sam Houston, maybe trending up. They've been a lot better in conference play than they were non-con. Yeah. I got bet down, down to four. I am tempted to take the Aggies. I don't fully buy the Sam Houston state team uh love hooden i think he's turned around in conference play but the aggies are still the aggies and they are the overlords of that conference and should be respected as such i think force cheap it's a lot of savian flag for sam houston which makes them erratic as a team mm-hmm. um, yeah. all right kai the two of the bottom dwellers in the pac-12 washington headed to oregon state man i, I looked at historical stuff for this one no indicators washington yeah. may be playing a little better but actually they're both playing better I, this this one's hard to stay away from me and this line i think has been stuck on two and a half so i think even the market's like eh, whatever um <laughs> i got nothing jim I, I guess i lean towards oregon state because they're home and i basically see these two teams as equals yeah uh, all right matt smu memphis larry brown's homecoming to his old school there's a lot of injury concerns on the Memphis side. DeAndre Williams, Landers, Nolly, Alex Lomax, Shaden Hardaway, all game time decisions for this one. 
Does King Kendrick just take over? I hope he does. Here's my take. Live bet this game. I think there are crazy runs that happen in both directions. Basically wait for one team to get down double digits and live bet the other. And maybe do it again on the other side of the coin. Yeah, then have like a 20-point middle. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. All right, Kai, from Halo Drunk Driver, McNeese State at Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Uh, Corpus has been awesome under Steve Lutz, the new coach. They've been terrific. Do they take care of McNeese? Ten and a half. Spreads nuts. Golly, that's, that's nuts. High. I like McDeese. I like McDeese too, baby. But Corpus Christi has been awesome. Um, this spread, if you saw this spread preseason, you would, you would birth a cow, Matthew. That's how crazy this spread is. What? You as you mentioned, you I think I would. Nice was the better team preseason by most people's opinion. So this yeah. spread it, is nuts. Kai, I went through the resume today of, sorry not to blare this game, Joe, I know we're trying to get rapid fire, but A&M Corpus has not played one bad game all year. You cannot no, find a bad really, game. really, really good. Really good. They've like not one like let down or like soft. It's like, no, they've, every game's been good. It's incredible. Yep. Uh, Matt, UNLV. They're heading to Air Force. Are they going to be able to handle the altitude? You just talked about how Air Force is a cockroach. They're getting five and a half at home. What do you What do you think? Uh, I passed on Air Force when they went to San Jose State. That was an easy winner. I'm still mad about that. I have them. I have this spread higher than six, but it's currently sitting at. I should be betting the Rebs, but again, I was uber impressed with Air Force, especially Nick Jackson, who kind of had a coming out party against Boise. He's a key match for this game. And I That's right. And I KC. Gotcha, Kai. Uh, hey, Kay, Kai, the worst defense in the entire country is playing today, and they're playing against Max Acemas. North Dakota headed to Oral Roberts. Does Oral Bob score 100? I was really hoping to bet Oral Roberts, Jim, but 20 and a half, I just couldn't do it. Uh, I, I do think Oral Roberts will score 100 points, yes. Yeah, I, Oral Roberts team total, is that something that interests you? I believe I saw. Well, is there like a player player a prop for Ace Miss points, and or and actually a uh, player prop for Isaac McBride points too? I bet they both have like thirty in this game. Yeah. yeah. All right. I believe this is the last one in the chat. I again apologize if I miss some. There's been a ton. Matthew Cal Baptist headed to Tarleton. Man, we, we don't love Tarleton as much as a favorite, but Cal Baptist probably without Taryn Armstrong. I'm sort of liking the under. Is that crazy? No, under's a good play, Jim. I think you're on the right side there. I kind of like Cal Bap even without Armstrong. I think this is a, a high spread, and we've seen Cal Bap play competitively without him the last few games uh, in spurts. So tough travel, though. I think the whack travel spots are always a little bit scary. Got the West Coast going to Texas and vice versa, and especially now that the schedule's kind of condensed. A little bit worrisome there. All righty. I think that's it. We can get to best bets. Oh, boy. I'm up first. All right. Uh, my two best bets for the day. Assign a total again. Kind of stick with that model for now. Uh, UC Davis on the road at Cal State Northridge. Northridge has not been good without Bean and Brown in the lineup. They're really limited in the backcourt there. And I think UC Davis is a little undervalued right now after a couple of shaky efforts. That loss to Cal Poly has definitely sucked them down. Uh, they have a big weakness on D, Kai. They foul a ton, but Northridge isn't going to take advantage of that. Uh, I think this is a, a pretty solid spot for UC Davis. Love it, Jim. The other one is in over. Monmouth Fairfield. I said we would get to this. Uh, the number I saw pre-show was 140. I will double check that. Uh, but I think both teams have pretty solid routes to scoring. Monmouth getting their mojo back a little bit, despite the loss to Iona. Um, they can get inside and knock down threes, guy. They've got Georgie Pappas. He should light it up. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a couple. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling at this point. Uh, Monmouth Fairfield over 140. Can Monmouth Great. please score more than 50 points when we bet their overs, unlike the – the, the, the two game ago dismal don't worry about i mom. agree they are back i'm back on the monmouth train yeah matt your best bet oh yeah i should get so i just talked about how you should be uh 
you should tread lightly with some of these whack road games, but here I am um, talking out of one side of my mouth, but taking a road whack team, uh, one that's been banged up, one that's been traveling and kind of all over the globe. Lamar plus seven. Six. It's pretty simple. I, six. Six. It's down to six. Sorry. We got to be honest. I think the line's insane. I'm still going to take six. I'm going to look for a second best bet though. Cause there's a couple other ones I passed on Jim. Um, I can't believe you're not taking your, darlings that you picked on our podcast to win the whack as a road dog seattle oh okay hawaii. sorry i thought you're gonna say hawaii yeah hawaii and seattle rather to in consideration jim um all right so you're taking lamar i'm taking lamar plus six okay. i'm really annoyed they got back down to six it was seven for the show i was excited to get all hyped about catching a touchdown with with my uh my cardinals yeah uh and matt i hear you but Lamar has never won a division one game this year. Dixie State Man, stinks. I cannot... Dixie State is bad. It's a yeah. bad basketball team. I hope you're right. I hope you're right for the show's sake. I really do. I'm rooting for you. Uh, my best bet is Louisiana Monroe plus one. They are hosting Troy. Uh, as usual with my best bets, guys, you need to check the lineup because Kareem Ogier has missed the last two. Andre Jones has missed the last two. I think they were COVID uh, reasoning. It's been like two weeks they should probably be back in the lineup here troy's yeah, got a little they should be back yeah troy's gotten overvalued guys um they, they've won a couple of games handily over some shorthanded teams boost their analytics um and they've had some fortunate splits in sunbelt play their number one defense in the conference is driven by 24 percent three-point shooting and a 44 percent clip allowed from inside the arc i think that's a little bit fluky ulm can score when ozier and jones are in the lineup so i like my warhawks they usually fade this team but I like my Warhawks tonight uh, at plus one at home. Love it. Uh, I will correct my number. UC Davis was minus four and a half when I gave that out. Holy so that cow. is how we will account for it. We are honest folks here, Kai McEwen. All right. I wish, I wish we were. Lines. I wish, I we, wish we were. <laughs> I wish we were deceptive, conniving line shaders. That'd be fun. We did a better record for sure. We'd look better in the public, but hey, yeah. we're honest gentlemen here. <laughs> hey, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Guys, we're off tomorrow. There's a very small slate. We're back on Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Central Time. Join us. Please join us then. Please hit the like button on the way out. Subscribe. And thank you again to Bet Rivers, our sponsor. We will see you next time. Good luck.